Hi everyone, Green Ranger here. I uh, just wanted to let everyone know and apologize in advance that the audio quality of this episode is not very good. <laughs> um, you might hear some buzzing noises now and then uh, throughout the episode, and also our highs and lows are kind of at opposite ends, so a lot of processing had to be done to try to get our voices on the same level. Um, something that we're working on constantly, but didn't really check out uh, the volume settings beforehand. And in the future, we're definitely going to work harder on improving this aspect of the podcast uh, the best possible listening, listening experience for everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. Now to the episode. Today is October 21st, 2017, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. And I'm Deck Tech. And uh, a lot of stuff has happened this week with the release of a new box and um, new events. A lot of stuff going on in the game. And also, most importantly, announcement of nerfs, uh, limit lists, and balance changes. Um, so Deck Tech, last week you reached King of Games. How has... The easy life been going so far. <laughs> well, um, King of Games is really interesting because the meta up there, there's no like ranking within the King of Games except for during the Kaiba Cup. So uh, half the people, I guess, just don't care and are playing meme decks, or um, a significant portion are experimenting with decks that maybe aren't meme decks but aren't well established yet. Um, and then, like, I don't know, some other people are just trying to farm wins for to get the prizes for PvP wins. So it's, like, it's a little bit of craziness up there. I've faced so many Cyberstein decks, um, which is just a little bit weird to me because you never see them on the ladder. And I'm a Cyberstein fan, so um, early on in the week, I was one of them. <laughs> and, then I, and then I kept seeing other Cybersteins, and I was like, I'm done with this, but... Uh, what really happened was the restrictions, the card restrictions were announced, and so I decided that I was going to test out Cyber Angels post-nerf to see how I felt about it. And uh, other than that, I unlocked Bastion from uh. just, like, finally from farming bones, I guess. So I guess that's cool. I'm not sure if I really cared significantly about that at this point, but it's always nice to have more characters. I thought we would have had him at level 30 by now. Like, I thought you had him already, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I don't have him at 30 yet, but we're getting there with all our guys. Mokuba's at, like, 34. And, uh, obviously, what's her name? Alexis is, uh, is all the way up, and so we're, we're making progress. Cool. How about you? Yeah, last week, I forgot where I was. I was in Platinum somewhere, and, uh... I kind of realized how uh, it is more important to get King of Games this season. Like, last week I didn't care, but now I do. So, um, playing Red-Eyed Zombie with Tie That Binds, Legend 2, 
For some reason, I never stay at Legend 1. I just move up to Legend 2 and I stay there forever, or Legend 3. And uh, I'm at 60 wins or so, so I'm just playing. I, I, didn't, I had a lot of real-life stuff going on this week, so I didn't play a ton of PvP, but trying to get 100 wins and also the King of Games for whatever happens in the Kaiba Cup. Um, yeah, it's just the same there. Uh, I, I put one of the new cards in, Wall of Disruption, into my deck. Um, so far, it's been pretty good. Uh, and I am also now a member of the Duel Links Meta Discord, so uh, I have a, a bit of insider information about cool decks and whatever news comes up there. And, uh, any cool decks I see over there, I might share with the podcast. Yeah, we were talking about how we're basically both doofuses for not having done that earlier. Yeah, I've had, I've had Amazon Prime for almost a year, I'd say. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, um, so this week, uh, news-wise, this week in esports, uh, well, last week there were two tournaments that happened, um, I think it was on Saturday, or, oh, the, the Duelings Meta Championship 3 happened on Sunday, actually. And it was the biggest event yet. Over 2,700 was uh, earned or procured for the participants. And, uh, of course, they put on a really good show every time. Production's pretty good for what it is, just a few people running it. And, you know, just seeing new decks... It's kind of funny, because the the decks they play there have a big trickle down to the meta, and that I'm actually seeing people playing, you know, dinosaurs and... In Duel Links, I'm facing people playing dinosaurs, and it all came from this tournament, so it's pretty cool. Um, first place, Kaido. They brought two Red Eye Zombies decks. One was beat down, and one was tied at Binds, though. Uh, sometimes you would have a different deck, because tied at Binds is better for smaller monsters, and beat down is better for your tribute monsters, but um, he did both of the same. New version of Red Eye Zombie, which has two Red Eye Zombies instead of three, and you would have a fourth searcher. So, uh, Samurai Skull is in there. I have two Samurai Skulls because I only have two Gozukis, but that's what the the version looks like now. Um, yeah, um, it shows that Red Eye Zombie is still number one, I guess, even though Cyber Angels are here. Yeah, I mean. Small sample size. <laughs> it's always hard to, to say exactly what's going on, but he is running three enemy controllers in, in. I mean, like you said, it's the same list for both of them. So in both versions, he's running three enemy controllers um, and two mirror wall. The mirror wall is um, a little annoying because they don't have any. The cyber angels don't have any back row removal, and the enemy controllers, as we both know, are, or as everyone knows at this point, is uh, one of the best counters to uh, Cyber Angels because it either makes them significantly weaker because they're afraid to use their skill of Zakini, or it um, just can completely blow them out of the water by getting them with the, the that flip, the steel, and have right, Zakini yeah. kind of kill itself. So um, I think he, I think this is a really solid looking list. It's probably got I mean, it's just a good deck, so it's got game against a lot of things, and it seems built to do well against the Cyber Angels as well. Yeah, just from my experience, this deck loses um, against, you know, the annoying deck that... the control deck. Let's just call it the control control slash burn deck that uh, came out of 
countering Cyber Angels. I've lost a bunch against... I got denied Legend 3 because of that deck. Um, you talking about the Amazonist thing? Yeah, that deck. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I can't refer to it by name, so... <laughs> um, yep. Second place, Tecumseh. Tecumseh um, probably made the biggest splash everyone was cheering him on in the tournament, and that's because he brought dinosaurs. And the dinosaur version that he runs isn't isn't anything anyone has seen. It's super original. It's got Destroyer Source, it's got Hydrogeddon, Elemental Source, and um, Sergeant Electro. And how it works is basically a lockdown. You know, the Sergeant Electros take up the back row. There's Floodgate Trap Holes. The Hydrogeddons are primarily like a swarm tactic, so they just keep coming out on the board. And they're, tw- they're 1900 with the field. Um, he mentioned that Super Rush he he runs two Super Rush Headlong which is a card that kind of dropped out but he mentioned it as a counter to the Amazonist Swordswoman he also brought Mind Scan Cyber Angels and this version has you know Spell Shield Type 8 but he mentioned he was like free to play so he didn't you know have a huge collection of cards but it's a pretty standard list just having the Spell Shield Type 8 yeah this deck is um, almost exactly mine, which also runs Mindscan, except he's got the Spell Shield Type 8 instead of the third Senju. And I only have the third Senju because I'm, uh, I got super lucky. You guys might have seen. I posted it on Twitter. I got one of them within the first 10 packs of the box and just immediately reset. So I totally feel him, and it looks like a solid list for someone who is um, not quite 100% there on what they want. Yeah, it shows you could do really well with a limited collection. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that was kind of one of the things that people liked about Cyber Angels. Obviously, there were a lot of complaints about it as well. Um, But one thing that was really popular is that it was a free-to-play deck for the most part. Uh, Obviously, you need a couple searchers in the Senjus and Sonic Birds, but if you've been around... For a long time, you might have already had some of those, and so, um, and even if you don't, you can just you you can now focus on one thing that you need to buy, and you only need to buy one set to build this really strong deck. So, I'm, I like that the free-to-play player is doing well with uh, cheaper decks, and like you said, we've been seeing a, a lot more dinos now. Uh, yeah. A couple Reddit posts of people making King of Games with similar decks. And uh, it's really cool to see a little, to see that comeback. Yeah, and especially the dinosaurs he uses are kind of from different places. Like the Hydrogeddon, you would assume has to do with the Bastion Water Dragon, and then the Destroyer Source was kind of a Rex card that didn't really fit anywhere, so you just put them all together and made something. Yeah, and he's also running Fossil Dig, which we don't <laughs> usually see. Um, I guess that's just to find whichever one of his guys he wants. Um, not exactly sure why. Yeah. He, I guess it's because he only runs one elemental source, maybe? I don't know. It's a little bit weird. Cause you could just. It, it doesn't seem like any of the dinos are significantly more uh, situational than any of the others, so it's a little bit weird to me, but, you know, whatever. It's cool. Yeah. Um, next person is Ocelot, and this is as standard as it gets for the decks. There is the Restart Cyber Angels, 
has four searchers. It's it's an extremely standard list. It has anti-magic arrows, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure if they typically run that. And then there's uh, Red Eye Zombie. The two Red Eye Zombie version has anti-magic arrows. Oh, it's a beatdown Red Eye Zombie. Anti-magic arrows and Floodgate Trap Hole. Yeah, you can tell that this guy, since he runs one anti-magic arrows in both his decks, what he really likes to do is put a couple big guys on the board, um, flood it all for a one-turn kill. And um, he's got good decks for doing that. Yep. Fourth place, Greedo Sama. Two Cyber Angel decks. Uh, first one's Mind Scan, and second one is Balance. The Mind Scan version runs a Magic Drain, and the Balance version runs a couple of Karibos. I guess that's, that's normal for the 15 5 uh, setup that he has there. Yeah, so the Mind Scan one. Again, is uh, it's my list except he subbed out one econ. He only runs run of sorry. He only runs one of them for that magic train. So uh, I might try that out myself. But I do like the two econs. So that's pretty, uh, like you said, pretty standard for the mind scan version. I, the balance one, I'm not sure if that is standard to run the two Karibos. I think when I saw like Decade running in, he was just running full searchers, but not everyone has three Sonic Bird and three Senju, so uh, Karibos are are pretty sensible switch. Um, the, the ability to remove them from your graveyard to help you ritual summon stuff probably isn't going to come into play a ton with this deck, but really you just wanted um, two more monsters so that you can ensure that you start your game with one ritual and... Um, Three monsters is essentially what the point of this is. Yep. And just to clarify, these are sphere Kribos, because now we have like four different Kribos in the game now. So That's Sphere Kribo. The OP. Um fifth place, Masarik. Uh double red eye zombie. Um I can't read French, but I think it's beat down in Tyler Binds. Uh both, this is the version that is a bit of the older version, in that both versions actually run three red-eye zombies. Um, there's an anti-magic arrows in one of them, but three, two or three econs, mirror walls, pretty standard list. Uh, another fifth-place person, Nameless. Ninja Control. This is the cheaper version of ninjas. Uh, so you got you know a bunch of the four-star ninjas... Uh, has a heavy knight of flame and three ritual sealing, uh, ninjutsu arts of sealing, three enemy controllers, two floodgates, uh, pretty, pretty controlly deck, and also restart cyber angels. This version only runs two searchers. I assume um, this person doesn't have a ton of searchers, um, but they also run spell shield type eight. Right, and when you say two searchers, you mean Bird Sonic? Send you yeah. because yeah. he everyone has the two uh, petite cyber angels. Right. Yeah, this is what I would run because I I only have one of each, but I just I just never felt confident that it could beat other decks. But well, I think that's why he has to run restart. Right. If you have fewer searchers, um, you don't have the luxury of running. You don't have enough cards to make the balance version work unless you're running um, a 10-5-5 split, which is not ideal. And you don't have enough searchers to uh, run 
like you don't have the luxury of running a mind scan or a beat down or whatever because right. you you have to use your skill to clear out your draws. Seventh place, Jay Dizzle. Uh, he brought the Amazon Burn Control deck. Um, I think this is pretty standard. They run Amazonus Willpower now. I'm not sure if Blast from a Tribute is Blast held by a Tribute is a standard card in this deck, but um, there it is. And Red Eye Zombie. This is a bit of the older version with three Red Eye Zombies. Uh, beat down Red Eye Zombies. Two Gozukis. Two um, Samurai Skulls. Yeah, about the Amazonus deck, I'm not sure what is standard in this deck. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, certain cards are core, like Massive Morph and Golden Apples, I think, and Lava Golem. Okay, that was actually one of the cards I wasn't sure about, the Golden Apples. Oh. Uh, but I haven't faced, like, a ton of it. I, I do see it a little bit of it in King of Games, um, and I started to see it pop up, like, on my way to King of Games, but not that much. Uh, definitely, obviously, you want the three Amazonists and the three Massive Morph. That's definitely part of the core. I've seen a lot of Half Shut as well. So, um, in case you don't know how the deck works, by the way, the Amazonist says your opponent takes damage from uh, battle with this monster. So what you do is you play the Amazonist and... In, uh, it's good against the Cyber Angels because a lot of the Angels have Piercing anyway. Or at least you can give them Piercing. And so you can play it in defense mode or in attack position. But against other decks, you have to put it in attack position. And then you make their guy huge and or your Amazon is small with cards like Half Shut. And so they take a bunch of damage from attacking into it. Yeah, Lava Golem and Star Stingray, I've, I've seen this exact version. Um pretty good yeah and it makes sense because uh, this one runs destiny draw I've seen versions with um, what's it called the parasite infestation in right the yeah so if you're running the destiny draw version it makes sense that you would leave the board open so that you could take a hit and then you would make a, the golden apple to bring it back and you get whatever you need so that makes sense yeah uh, the other seventh place person was rare hunter and rare hunter brought uh, Balanced Cyber Angels. This one is a full searcher, almost full searcher. It's got three Senjus and two Sonic Birds, two Econs. Only one Cyber Petite Angel. I'm not sure about what the reason is for that. but It has to be just that he didn't level her up all the way. <laughs> There's no reason why you... You would 100% cut one of the birds for an angel if you want this split. Yeah. And even this split's a little weird because he's got the two extra Econs in there, which don't... 100% makes sense, so uh, I think it's just because he didn't level her. Uh, it happens. Yep. To some people, I guess. Not you. <laughs> um, for red, uh, the other deck was Beatdown Red Eye Zombie. Very standard list. Um, no Wyverns, though. No, none of those extra 1800 guys. Uh, otherwise, very standard. Triple Mirror Wall. That's, that's something. And then there are some other featured decks. Hitbox brought a uh, ninja, not ninja, um, what is this? Hazy Flame, ha yeah, Hazy Flame Beast Rising deck. So, you know, you got your, um, I don't know what tiger's called, Spirit Tiger? Flame Tiger. Flame Tiger, Canine Tor, and Beast Rising. Hazy Flame. 
It's an interesting deck. Um, <laughs> the uh, Beast Rising lets you kind of recycle your guys so that you can continue to take advantage of the uh, Sphinx's ability to bring it back. Uh, I ran a good amount of Sphinx, uh, Hazy Flame Sphinx, back before I switched into the Cyber Angels uh, on the dark side. And one of the things the deck sometimes can struggle with is you have this infinite value of extra guys, but if you can't take advantage of it because, for instance, they just keep putting things in defense position or their things are bigger than you and you don't have your econ or whatever reason, um, then there's no like point. You're, you're just kind of wasting the potential of the deck. So uh, he only runs one Beast Rising, but it's a continuous trap, so I guess you can just kind of keep using it. I like right. it. Uh, Pro Circuit Scrub brought the famous extra extra mill deck and it was kind of annoying because these control decks often faced off against each other during the tournament and dk chose to spectate these people without knowing the decks so a lot of decks just went into fatigue and this guy brought two of such decks um you know this is extra extra lets you draw like a, a duplicate card so you draw two cards after taking damage i believe and how is this different from a regular mill deck? I guess there are the elements of the Amazonas Control version, sort of. Right, so what he's got is he has three Floodgate Trap Holes and three Massive Morph. And um, presently we are in a meta in which people do not use a lot of Tribute Monsters. So essentially what he is doing here is he's planning on just filling up your three um, spots. So he's got a little bit of mill, um, the traditional kind of uh, Taya mill style stuff with the three warm worms and the one scout and uh, one attack on Goblin HQ. So he's going to mill you for a little bit, but it's actually just a fatigue deck because the plan is to just floodgate trap hole or massive morph your stuff so that you have three full slots that don't do anything. That's like Ojamas. Yes, yeah, it's like a protracted Ojama thing. Yeah. Um, another player, Bona, brought Restart Psychics. Uh, previously, Psychics were almost always used with the Ishizu skill, um, No Mortal Can Resist, but now they have a Restart version. Yep. Yeah, it has that um, guy, the, the four-star guy, I don't know his name, but... Um, telekinetic shocker telekinetic shocker yeah ah. yeah I mean the reason why you had to run Shizu skill was that you were trying to kind of combo it uh, with the thing that puts guys on top of the deck so that the point is so that you mess up their draws and specifically it was to counter uh, the reanimation of the yeah. red eyes and stuff so I guess if you're expecting less of the red eyes then you can switch to restart to clean out your draws instead and we are seeing more power injectors in these other versions. Um, and we're going to talk about another Psychic deck soon that's pretty unique too. And the last deck we're going to talk about from this tournament is David Blocker's... I don't even know what you call this deck. It's a control deck, but let's just talk about the cards. There's Card Guard, there's Boxer, there's Pump Princess, there's D Warrior, Enemy Controller, Floodgate Trap Hole, Mirror Wall, uh, Magical Arm Shield, Curse of Anubis, and Windstorm of Vedequa. 
Yeah, it looks like it's just kind of good stuff control. Um, it, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, old Yu-Gi-Oh! where you would just kind of play the best cards, except this guy doesn't really have a finisher so much as um, just a bunch of things that cause issues. Uh, I do think the Boxer is a good combo with um, the various cards that put things into defense position or weaken things because the plan there is that he can just kind of live forever because all of your opponent's guys just get weaker and weaker because of pump princes and, and stuff. So um, it seems like a really annoying kind of slow deck, but I like the creativity in building it. Yeah, I played Boxer when I was playing my short spree of Magnet Warriors, and it just stuck, it just stuck on the board forever. Like, it just never died. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that's the plan. Yeah. Go Boxer. So that was that tournament, and we have all the deck lists and the recap at their website. Um, Duel Links Meta is also having their subscriber tournament to win that box of stuff they got, and this is expected to happen on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. It's still... Uh, undecided as of now, but that's what they're saying right now. One deck best of three single elimination. Um, and then, the Reddit tournament happened also on um, Saturday or Sunday, I forget which day. Uh, I think it was Sunday. And first place was Floon with Red Eyes Zombie. Let me pull this deck up. Beat down Red Eyes Zombie. This is a bit of an older version. You got you know, two Goblin Zombies, two Wyverns, three Red-Eye Zombie. Otherwise the same, uh, three Econs to take on Cyber Angels. And he also brought Bandit Psychics. And Bandit Psychics, let's see. It has... It only has one Watt Psychic. It has Destructotron, Power Injector. You know, basically the... Psychic cards with no mortal can resist except for one watt psychic, autonomous action unit, psychokinesis. I think the the point of this deck is to give your enemy psychokinesis and fill up their back row. Um, doesn't isn't Bandit you steal one of their slots? How does Bandit work? Because <laughs> that's that's what it's named after is the skill, the Bandit skill. Select and take control of one card set in your opponent's spell and trap zone. Yep. Right. So it's just for a little bit of card advantage. Um, you get to steal their thing. And obviously it has a life point um, requirement, but you have you know, psychics. psychics. You're using yeah. your life points a lot, so you get to activate it whenever you want, basically. Yeah, gotcha. Um... Second place. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, before you move on, um, I, I like that it's kind of like running uh, anti-magic arrows, except you don't have to draw it or dilute your deck. You can just do it whenever you want, because often there will only be one or maybe two things set, but you know, people don't usually set like a, a full back row, especially not early on in a game. So if you get, like, you can set it up so that you can win very early on, um, and that they won't be able to do anything about it. I like it. Yeah, this this deck, what I was going to say is that this deck could lose life points really fast. Like, it has so many ways to lose life points, but I guess that's why it just depends on a fast start. 
Yeah. Second place was Stay True. And, um, let's see. Stay True brought, you know, Destiny Draw, Amazonas. This is a version that you see a bit as the Mask of Accursed. You know, Lava Golem. Amazonas Willpower. Yeah, yes, this is a pretty standard version. Golden Apples. Um, and also brought Balanced Cyber Angels with Cursed, uh, Cursed Seal of the Forbidden Spell. Three Searchers, um, two Senjus, and one Sonic Bird, two Cyber Petite Angels. Third place is Jack. Brought. See, I don't understand this. This person brought three decks, and the other ones brought two. So, um, maybe I had to play all three of his decks, but, um, Balanced Cyber Angels. Yeah, fourth place also brought three decks. Yeah. So I think we might have just missed one on the others or something. Yeah. Balanced Cyber Angels, three Senjus, no Sonic Birds, with Solemn Scolding, Spell Shield Type 8. Um, Ojamas. We're starting to see some Ojama decks. Um, this is pretty standard version. Um, yeah, White, White Elephant's Gift and Enchanted Fitting Room for getting them out. And Naturia Beatdown. Pretty old version of the deck. None of the new Naturia cards. Yeah. Yeah, I would suspect that this person might be slightly on a budget because um, Pajamas are obviously a really, really cheap deck. Naturia yeah. is a really cheap deck. <laughs> and, um, I mean, he has three Senjus, so obviously he put a lot of uh, gems into that. But otherwise, the Cyber Angels deck is pretty cheap as well. So it's cool that he did well with that. Yep. And fourth place person, Grim. Um, also Ojamas. This version has Ojama Country, so... Um, just in case the field gets destroyed, I guess. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Master of Rights, Cyber Angel deck. So we haven't seen this version quite a bit. Actually, it runs the Ritual Cage, too, though, which is kind of weird in case it gets destroyed. I guess this person's worried about things getting destroyed, I guess. Yeah, and so this was really early on in the Cyber Angel meta, right? Is that true? This was just it last was, week. It was a week ago, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, then, yeah, this is a little bit weird, because you're right. There's Card Guard, there's the Master of Rights, there's, the, there's a lot of stuff it's here. It's all over the place, yeah. Yeah. Magic Jammer. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a weird deck. It's it's actually named baddeck.jpg. <laughs> um, on his uh, things. So, I don't know. Yeah, one Dakini. And no, yeah, one Dakini. I guess they didn't farm her. Right, yeah. I'm assuming that there's no way that this is what this person thinks is ideal. I'm assuming this person just decided to run Cyber Angels and cobbled together the best version they could with what they had. And this was a 24-person tournament, so maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, the competition wasn't what it used to be, and this, if Cyber Angels are just that good, you could just, you know, put this together and get fourth place. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep, so we have the recap for that tournament there, and happening in a few hours is the Duel Links Pro Tournament, and there's an interesting twist, kind of like what Deck Tech was doing, um... The rules are that the tournament will have the new semi-limit and limit card restrictions. So one champion's vigilance. Um, man, I forgot the cards already. That's all right. We got it. We we're going to talk about it a little later. Yeah, but they're they're following the the new restrictions on the cards. Uh, 
So it's pretty cool practice. Your your experiences from doing that, it's pretty. Um, you you get to see ahead of the meta, I guess. Um, just playing with your own restrictions. Yeah, I mean, you do a little bit. Um, you get a little bit of experience with your own deck. Obviously, you're facing people who aren't bound by the same rules, so it's not like the best practice. Whereas this tournament where everyone's bound by the same rules is probably going to be a better indicator of what that meta is actually going to look like. Um, so it's, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of this. Yep. Um, another event, a thing that happened were free gems to celebrate 55 million downloads and we get 55 gems for about five days or so. Um, there's a bit of confusion about how many downloads Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links has uh, you recall them having a 70 million uh, event before? Yeah, we were talking about this a tiny bit before the show started recording and trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Uh, it may very well be that I'm misremembering something, but I could have sworn we did something about 70 million. So I'm thinking maybe it, you had a point that this could be like 55 million within one Android or iOS, yeah. Right, yeah, Android or iOS. I was thinking it could be something like 55 million concurrent users or something, but uh, it says 55 million downloads, so I'm not exactly sure. We need Whatever. to get some. We need to get some bots out to download the game, so we just get to the next achievement. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get the next rewards. <laughs> There is a 1.5 experience campaign. This thing, this thing's coming back more than ever. It seems like it's like every other week, but it's a pretty good thing. Uh, people are asking for it. I'm trying to get Odeon up so I could get regulation of the tribes. So I'm close. I'm close to getting regulation of the tribes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense now um, because we have the new characters. So almost nobody's going to be at the max level. Not even me. So now is a good time for people to actually be excited about the 1.5 campaign. Uh, a couple of the last times before we got these new characters, there was a 1.5 campaign immediately after I had already maxed all my characters. So um, it's nice. It's good to get those early on in the cycle of the characters. Yeah, I think we're getting new characters soon from both worlds. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, at least the one. Yeah, at least the one. Duelist Chronicles, the second time this event is back, but the difference is that there are not only new rewards, but Bones is in the game. There's previously an empty spot in the middle, I think, <laughs> and Bones is there. Just waiting for him. They didn't show the cutscene of him getting knocked out, though. They censored I mean, obviously, they censored that. Um, they didn't want to show child abuse, uh, you know, <laughs> what, what happened. Danny yeah. Keith is just such a, such a savage. He's punched his kids. He is. Um, our our friend on Twitter, uh, Vegas Connect, pointed out that Bones didn't actually like yeah actually leave the dual world thing either. And I don't know. The little conspiracy theorist side of me is thinking that this is all because Bones is actually going to stick around, and we're going to get him because we talked about I think last week or the week before that we saw some data mining that he's uh, at some point could become a playable character. And his little, when he came into the game, he was talking about how he was dipping his toe in, which implies that at some point he will jump all the way in. 
and then now he he never really said his goodbye, and now he's part of the Yugi Chronicles, and just like it's all adding up. Yep, it is. Uh, I did notice that the Rex event didn't end with a conclusion either. Oh well, then well, you just poked a big hole in my little conspiracy theory. But he he was never like leaving to begin with, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, he might yeah, be right. I mean, yeah, that's true. Rex is already in the world, so he, it'd be weird if he did say goodbye. I guess his goodbye would be like, "All right, I've chilled out now. I'm no longer rampaging." Yeah. No. But dinosaurs are back, so that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, even yeah. even yep. the Bastion did it, but no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got some new cards: Bone Temple Block. I'm not really sure how you use this card, but you, it's a trap card. You discard a card. Special Summon. One level four or lower monster from your opponent's graveyard, and they do the same. Both monsters are destroyed at the end phase of the next turn. Um, precious cards from beyond is an SR. You tribute two cards. Well, you get two cards when you uh, when you tribute someone to monster using two or more tributes. Draw two cards. Uh, I'd say most people use the um, mausoleum now instead of uh, regular tributes, so it's kind of tough to make it work. Does Lava, does Lava Golem work for this? No. Uh, no. I was about to change it in there. Um, no, I, it will not, because Lava Golem, although it is acting like a um, normal tribute summon, it's actually a special summon that takes up your summon for the turn. Right. They, sh- they show those little circles, though, the circles of doom. When, whenever that happens, it's just all game over. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's really... It's so slow. <laughs> your anxiety. <laughs> uh, Mila the Temporal Magician. 1800 attack spellcaster. When this card's normal summon, target one set card. Your opponent controls and look at it. Your opponent can't activate spell or trap cards in response to this effect. It's like Man of Wajat, but it has 1800 attack, so it's it's okay for Power of the Dark. Uh, Mahavayo. Everyone should know what this card does. It's a 1550 spellcaster. This card gains 500 attack for each equip card equipped to this card. You know, back then, um, when this came out of Magic Ruler, you would equip, like, what? Malevolent Muzzler, <laughs> Sword of Deep Seated, and all this stuff, and it's like 3,000 attack. <laughs> Ooh, OP. Yep. Yep, but you can't really rely on that anymore in Duel Links. No. I heard we're only getting one, I heard we're only getting one copy of this card, too. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even care, because it's not good, but yeah. it's funny that you mentioned that it was like I don't know part of the meta when you were playing because yeah. I never went through that phase. Uh, <laughs> as I mentioned a few times, when I decided to play Yu-Gi-Oh, I was playing at one of the top like stores in the country, and um, and that, so I just went like full in right away. And it was a little bit, I think, probably later in the uh, games card cycle, so I just like immediately started playing. A super more complicated. I mean, it wasn't terribly complicated, but a much more complicated deck. And uh, there was there was never any time for just build a guy and make him big with, <laughs> with cards. You had unions, right? I think was that around the time. No, it was before no. the unions. Um, it was I was doing uh, black luster soldier things. So we had light yeah. and dark, and we were banishing things. And... Yeah, I'm familiar. That was like kind of when I ended, or like after I ended, um, but. Yeah, no unions yet. Did Gemini's? Maybe? Maybe Gemini's, but they weren't meta, so I never, like, I don't remember ever playing them or seeing against them, but they might have been around. Hmm. Yeah. 
This card, this card just brought me back. <laughs> uh, next event, Alexis' new farming rewards. Not, not an event, but something that happened. Uh, mostly because they are restricting Machine Angel Ritual, and that's one of the cards you get from her reward. So it didn't make sense to give out, you know, have that as her chief reward. So they're giving out two cards, Etoil Cyber and Blade Skater, as farming rewards. And they're just rares and ends. And they're fusion pieces for Cyberblader. There is a official Duel Links website. We're not really sure when this website came up, but it came out. They they didn't have that little video this time about the new set, so now they, they had a link to the site instead. And um, it's pretty basic. There's nothing really there that you wouldn't see in other sites. But they do have a card gallery, so that's something, I guess, if you want to check out all the pictures. Yeah, it's more of like a, a media promotional site than it is any sort of strategy or, um, you know, it, it's not a site that people who are listening to our show are most likely going to get too much from. Uh, but, you know, it's cool that it's out there. It, I've always been, in this day and age, one of those people who's really skeptical of anything that doesn't have a website. So now it's legit. Now we know that Dual Links is real, guys. Yep. We haven't just been playing a, a, a meaningless game. It all means something. Gallery of all dual skills. This was recently data mined. A collection of all the skills currently in the game are, that are coming in the game. And there's some really cool ones. Dark Camel. Bakora skill. Any dark attribute monster you normal summon, flip summon, or special summon becomes invisible to your opponent for one turn. It's crazy. What does that even mean? Like, I like, they, like they can't see it. They can't see their attack or defense. Like it, they just have to attack into it or something. Okay, so it, it yeah, because just from a gameplay mechanic, it's just weird, right? Because you would need to know if there are monsters on the field. Yeah. So it's not like literally invisible because otherwise you'd be attacking directly, and then the game would be like, you can't do that, and you're like, why? But um, I guess it makes sense that it would kind of just show. It would show as any monster being probably like a face-down monster, except you know right. they're not face-down because they're in attack position or something. They should have question marks where the uh, attack and defense are. That'd be cool. Yeah, something. I'm, I mean, I agree that it should have some sort of special um, indicator of some sort, so it's not... Because you can still play things face-down, and there should be an indicator both that it's face-down and that it's being camoed. See, th this actually happened in the anime, and what Yugi did was he basically catapulted something into the class Castle of Dark Illusions, and it dropped into all the, the, the invisible monsters. Mm, yes, yeah, that sounds like a viable <laughs> strategy for countering this skill. <laughs> There's a Merrick skill called Blindfold. Activates when the combined total monsters sent to the graveyards of both players reaches 10. So that's kind of hard to do. Opponent becomes unable to see your life points or their own until the end of the duel. Hmm. So you basically break out the pencil and paper at that point. <laughs> right, or the calculator. We always did it on the calculator. Oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. So those are the really cool ones. And there's actually some bone skills, too. Um, it's all adding up, man. It's all adding up. Right. <laughs> the bone skills are like zombie world and stuff. It brings out the field zombie world. Um, and there's another character, Jesse Anderson, I believe, he's a GX character, but he has a skill called Meet My Family, and 
You basically shuffle, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. You shuffle 8 cards into your deck <laughs> at the start of the duel. Wow. Are they, like, good? They're Crystal Beast cards. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. No. Okay, but, yeah, it's... Mm -hmm. We can teach me later, off air. Yeah. I, I, no, I don't know what they do either. <laughs> but you basically shuffle 8 cards into your deck. Um... Kind of reminds me of the uh, Exodia. You're starting off of a really big deck, sort of. Right. Well, that's why I was wondering if it's like Exodia or if it's more like a creator type thing. Like, is it an advantage because these eight cards are good, even though you're diluting your deck individually, or is it like a Super Exodia? And it, the Super Exodia version would be really weird to me because Exodia already wins the game, so you can't get like better than Exodia. Um, but there's more of these, which means that it would have to be better than Exodia, or there'd be no reason for you to, like, further dilute your deck if you're... So, I don't know. I, I I'm mean... pretty sure... I'm pretty sure they don't have that automatic win condition. They're just uh, cards that work together. Mm -hmm. So, it might be... Yeah. Let's see, Rain yeah. Rainbow Dragon. It's 4,000 attack. Cool. Oh, so this, this card basically just gains like a million attack. That's like a that's its <laughs> use. Zero defense though, so maybe. Alright, so we're going to talk about... Oh yeah, we have the gallery of all the skills if you want to check them out. Um, get a jump on the game. We're going to talk about the new mini box, Servant of Kings, and last week we just mentioned two cards, but now we got the whole list, and these are some of the ones we're excited about. So let's look at these cards. Uh... Let's start with Maneater Bug. Everyone should know what this card does. It's a flip card. Flip effect, destroy... Target one monster in the field and destroy that target. Uh, I think it's better than Yomi Ship and Destructor Dragon because they don't actually have to attack... They, they don't, it doesn't have to be that monster that gets destroyed. You get to choose. Um, but is it actually useful now with all the resurrection effects we have in the game? Yeah, I mean, I think it's still possibly useful. We see a little bit of Yomi Drag or sorry, Yomi Ship still. Um, I don't see very much Destructor Dragon, but I think that there's there's kind of niche value in uh, these types of cards for control decks and um, there's so many cards in Yu-Gi-Oh that at some point there's going to be some interaction where it might be good. Like the Maneater Bug is an insect, right? So there's yeah. the insect cards that have synergy. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think he's Earth-type as well, right? Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's going to be some synergies there. It, at some point, there might be some value with that, because that's part of the reason why Yomi Ship still sees play, is the uh, um, Aqua oh. and, and stuff. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't think it's like nearly as good as it would have been had it been released much earlier on before we kind of amped up this game a little bit, but I do think it, it's uh, viable. And we'll yeah. see some play at some point. Yeah, I think so. Blade Knight, 1600 attack warrior, light monster. While you have one or less cards in your hand, this card gains 400 attack. If you control no other monsters, the effects of flip monsters destroyed by battle with this card are negated. I think this card's pretty good. Uh, obviously, there are handless um, synergies with it, so it gets stronger. Uh, and you get to negate the effects. Just a, just a good. It's gonna be like nineteen hundred most of the time if 
you have low cards, and you probably do have low cards if you're playing a deck like Beatdown or something. Yeah, decent cards. Uh, Draining Shield, this is one of the SRs. Well, the last two were SRs, too. Draining Shield, Trap Card. When an opponent's monster declares an attack, target the attack monster. Target the attacking monster. Negate that attack, and if you do, gain life points equal to that target's attack. So first off, this is a free negation, and typically we have cards that flip monsters or decrease their attack, but this is like Karibo or um, Bacon Saver. And you also gain life points, which is useful for any of the skills you would use, like Destiny Draw, which would deduct your life points. Right, yeah. Or you also have um, three-star demotion Cyberstein, which are... Uh, I'm seeing it a lot in those Cyberstein decks, where you know, you're trying to give them the finishing blow, but instead they gain a bunch of life, and that puts them over 5,000 so that they can do the, the one Cyberstein to pull out the top thing. It's um, really good. I mean, it's it's like Enchanted Javelin, except instead of... Well, it, it's a little bit different, because Enchanted Javelin can be used to proc things like Destiny Draw, because you take the damage and then you gain it back. Right. Um, whereas this does not, but this one puts you up on life, so you gain that advantage. So, uh, I like we saw, there's some decks that are running both. It's just another really good um, stall tool for, for decks that want to do that. Everyone in King of Games has three of these ready, right? Pretty much. <laughs> this one and uh, another card that we're about to get the two yeah. are already making a big splash. Yep. This is another interest. This is the most interesting one, I think. It's called Forbidden Chalice. It's a quick play spell. Target one face-up monster on the field until the end of this turn that target gains 400 attack, but its effects are negated. So you're basically turning an effect monster into a normal monster for one whole turn. Um, you could use this on your enemy's monsters to negate their effects. So something like Cyber Angel Dakini, you could shut down her abilities for one whole turn. Counters DD Warrior Toons. Toons could get destroyed now. Um... And for an offensive monster, uh, offensive option, you can shut down your own monster's abilities that have end-turn abilities. And specifically, I'm thinking about spirit monsters. Um, spirit monsters have that stipulation where they have to go back to your hand at the end of the turn. So you just do this, and then it stays on the board. Uh, Ill Blood, same thing. You use that on Ill Blood, and if they destroy Ill Blood, the other monsters stay on the board. And the really cool combo I was thinking of was Gandora, because Gandora destroys himself at the end of the turn. So you destroy all the cards on the board, and then you use it on Gandora, and he stays on the board. Yeah, and one that I don't think you mentioned is I saw some people, at least one person on Reddit, posting about using this for to counter those Amazonist decks. Mm. You can, you know, they'll make their guy tiny and then make your guy huge, and then you do this, and they just take all the damage that they tried to kind of switch to you, and they one turn kill themselves. Also, that's hilarious and awesome. <laughs> yeah, this card has just so many hidden uses, just because every monster is an effect monster. You could apply this card to anything, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a cool card. Yep. Uh, this is probably the best card, from what we could tell. Like, strongest in terms of power level. It's the Wall of Disruption trap card. When an opponent's monster declares an attack, all attack monsters your opponent controls lose 800 attack for each monster they control. 
So the card this is most like is Mirror Wall, I think. Um, but it's kind of in between. If there's one monster on the board, it's worse than Mirror Wall sometimes. If there's two monsters on the board, it's typically a lot worse than Mirror Wall. I mean, it's a lot better than Mirror Wall when there's two monsters because they each lose 1,600 and they permanently lose that attack. Yeah, I when I first saw this card, I didn't realize that it was permanent. Um, I guess just because I'm used to cards that have permanent effects kind of staying on the field. Um, but now that I've actually like played against it and played with it a little bit, um, obviously I quickly realized that it was permanent, but you called this one early on as one of the strongest cards in the set, and once I realized how it actually worked, I'm very quick to agree. It's a really strong card. This card is Dark Geroid on Roids. <laughs> it's basically what it is, because it's like 800 attack. It's like what yeah. Dark Geroid does, yeah. But Roid, Roid. Yep. It, it's definitely going to be a component of control decks, because it turns all of their monsters... Like, let's say you're playing Red Eye Zombie. You're typically hitting with two things, and then they have, like... Your red eye zombie is going to have 800 attack, and um, it also works for as like an extra mirror wall. It might just be better than mirror wall, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, there are some situations where one's better and some situations where the other's better, but it definitely is a really strong card that is now going to go into that conversation. That's always like almost every deck. What they'll do is they'll build their deck, and then there's like two or three slots for traps, and you're like, okay, well, windstorm or mirror wall or what do I want here? And now there's wall of disruption as well. Yeah, I think this card is out when there's a meta where there's just one big monster, because they just lose the 800. Right. Um, but if it's like a, you know, like Naturia, this just ends Naturia. This if everyone has this card, this card. Right, and it's also like. It's really good for the swarm decks, uh, like you said. Nature is one of them, but so are the cyber angels, and so are depending on how you play it. So is can uh, the zombies be red eye zombies? And yeah, um, you know, there's we were just talking about dinos who are now kind of shifting to that mentality a little bit more as well. So uh, it's a really strong card, at least in the meta now, and will probably always be in and out of the meta. Vorse Raider and Mechanical Chaser. These are two vanilla monsters. Vorse Raider is a 1900 Beast Warrior. Mechanical Chaser is an 1850 Machine. Um, you know, it's just that time where they add 50 to a vanilla monster. And soon we're going to have like a 1950 Reptile or something. And um, I don't think it's going to see much play. I mean, obviously it's going to be some kind of beat-down card. You'll just see it around sometimes. Mechanical Chaser, you might just see it around in some machine deck, but... Um, nothing too important, just primarily because of their types. I think it's like a Beast Warrior. Canard Tor is a Beast Warrior, but you typically run Fire Monsters in the Hazy Flame decks, but, you know, it's just Power Creep. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. Paten the Dark Clown. 500 attack, 1200 defense. Spellcaster, when this card is sent to your graveyard, you can banish it from your graveyard and special summon one Paten the Dark Clown from your hand or deck. So it's like a deck thinner and also leaves a monster for tributes, I guess. Right, yeah. I like this one. Mystic Swordsman. So there's three Mystic Swordsmen, level 2, 4, and 6. And they basically have the same ability where they attack a face-down monster, you can destroy it instantly. So it's like Suzuki Samurai. Um, let's see. Level 6 has an extra ability. 
2300 attack monster. Um, if you destroy a face down monster, you can send it to your opponent's the top of your opponent's deck instead of sending it to the graveyard. So that's its ability. Yeah, this was one of those cards that was actually around back when I played um, IRL. Um, the level 2 one was actually played, I think, maybe even more than the other ones. But that's just because there were so many, like, flip monsters and stuff um, mm. back when I played. Uh, they specifically, I forget her name, but the the one female... Fairy Lily? Mm, no, no, the one that when you flipped it, you got a... Uh, you got a spell back, so... Oh, Magician of Faith. Yeah. And also Mask, Mask of Darkness. Yeah, for Mask traps. of Darkness too, but, but she was, like, everywhere. So, uh, because of that, I think the level 2 saw a good amount of play. And maybe if we get more strong flip monsters, that'll happen in this game as well. It could just exist on its own, right? Like, the level 2 would just be a tech card in some decks? Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of... I think what I saw more of back when I was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Gen X. So there's a bunch of new Gen X monsters in this game. Let's see how many there are. There's Blast Fan, Power Planner, Turbine, and Worker. And if you are familiar with Electric Overload, they gave us a bunch of Gen X cards there too. I've seen some decks with Gen X Turbine, Blast Fan, and um, Power Cell. Power Cell gives 500 attack to Dark Monsters. Turbine gives 400 attack to all Gen X monsters. But Turbine's not a Dark Monster, so I don't know. It's just it's just an archetype that existed in the TCG, and a lot of people were excited about it, but we don't have Synchros and Tuners right now, so it's just like random machine cards, basically, in Duel Links. There's not much you could do with them here. Machina is another... Uh, Archetype, there's Machina Sniper, which is an 1800 attack monster. Machina monsters cannot be attacked except Machina Sniper. So they all have to attack the same monster. And then there's the card Machina Soldier. When this card's normal summoned, while you control no other monsters, you can special summon one Machina monster from your hand, except Machina Soldier. So you would just bring out the Sniper and the Soldier, and the Sniper gives protection to the Soldier, I guess. That's what the interaction is here. And there's also a really big card called Machina Cannon, but I don't think it's worth it. Uh, you just have to special summon it by tributing stuff. System Down. Magic card. Pay 1,000 life points, banish all machine-type monsters your opponent controls and in their graveyard. So this could be one way to farm Bandit Keith, I guess. Terra Tiger, the Empowered Warrior. 1800 attack warrior. When this card is normal summoned, you can special summon one level 4 or lower normal monster from your hand into defense mode. Alright, Snow Dragon, uh, Snow Dragon, Snow Dust Dragon, and Snowman Creator, they kind of have this ice counter ability. I've seen Snowman Creator in ice barrier decks. And basically what it does is when this card is summoned, you can create a number of ice counters equal to the number of water monsters you control. Place them on face-up monsters your opponent controls. Then, if you place three or more ice counters by this effect, you can destroy one card your opponent controls. Hmm. Yeah. It seems like there's like a lot of setup to those cards, but they kind of fit into the uninteractive thing. Locking down. Ice barriers is already kind of uninteractive, so this kind of fits into that theme. Yeah. There's too much uninteractivity in this game now. Right. 
And I'm a little bit confused as to how that one works, but I'll I'll check it out. Um, yeah, there's a video I saw basically where you know they just comboed someone off and they wanted one turn or something. <laughs> Classic ice barriers. Yeah, I think I'm ready to play ice barriers. I just need one Moray of greed, I think. So I'm buying some Age of Discovery to try to get one Moray of greed. Yeah, I mean it's not. It doesn't. It's not like meta anymore. Do you think it's going to come back once these nerfs are alive? Or these uh, changes? And the, the thing that sucks is that balance is getting nerfed. But you could kind of do like a 15-5 setup. So it doesn't really get affected as much. Uh, but so many creators in the, in the game now, so... Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe you'd even just switch to like restart or something. That yeah, works. I'll see. And now we're finally going to talk about the balance changes... Uh, literally, balance is going to be changed. Uh, Konami, we, we mentioned last week how Konami has the philosophy of putting in new cards to counter the meta, but now they actually, I guess things got out of control, so they decided to step in and make some changes. So first, there's going to be limits to three cards. Champion's Vigilance, Machine Angel Ritual, both of these cards would be limited to one, one per deck. And Red Eyes Spirit is a card that's going to be semi-limited to two per deck. There are also going to be changes to two skills. Creator, which is a Pegasus skill. Right now, once you take 2,000 damage, you can draw one card from outside your deck, and this card is either going to be Magical Arm Shield, Breaker the Magical Warrior, Defender the Magical Knight, Dunamis Dark Witch, or Harpy's Feather Duster. I think... So they're going to be updating these cards. I think Dunamis Dark Witch, Breaker, and Defender are probably going to be out, and they're just going to put in some stronger monsters in that place. Um, Ma magical arm shield is definitely out as well, right? Because that, that's already that's like a card in the deck or in the game now. Isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, uh, this one magical arm shield came out. I don't know when it came out. It was, it was one of the earlier sets, I think. Hmm. So maybe that was more for flavor than anything else. But but the point is, the whole point of the skill is that you are. Because obviously you're giving up using some different skills. So the whole point is that if you use the skill, you can get this really powerful card um, maybe once or, or possibly twice per duel. I'm not sure if it lets you do it more than once, but um, the 2,000 limits it a little bit. But anyway, the point is that you can get a really powerful card. So now that there's been a bit of power creep, these cards aren't actually that powerful, so they're going to update it to give you um, stronger ones. Yeah, it would be cool if they give you like a 2,000 attack monster instead. Or something like that. Yeah, I think the nature of the skill that it requires you to take 2,000 damage means that the control options are generally going to be the better ones. So Harpy's Feather Duster, um, if they went totally nuts and gave you like a Regeki or something, you know, those, those types of things work better for the deck because by the nature of taking 2,000 damage, you're most likely going to be behind. So a card with that sort of comeback mechanic I think makes more sense than just a 2,000 beater. But I do think you're right that they're likely to add a 2,000 beater into it because they obviously already had that notion with the Dunamis Dark Witch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, the this is the most important one. The skill balance is going to be changed. And all that they say is that the balance skill is going to be more random. So in balance, you're starting out with four cards. Do you think they're going to change one or two? I think they're going to change one, because two would just kill the skill entirely. Well, I don't think it's going to be like... 
that. I think what they're going to do is instead of having it a be a specific like direct ratio. So nowadays, if you do ten five five, you have uh, you will get two of the one that is ten, and then one of each of the fives. What I think they're probably going to do is make it so that you're most likely going to get two of the tens, and most likely going to get one of each of the fives. So they're going to make it instead of like a hundred percent based on the way you've split your deck up. They're going to make it like some fuzzy math where it's based on how your deck is split up. Do you think there's an ideal ratio now of what the new skill... Well, we don't know what the skill is going to be. We, we just don't know until it actually comes out. But And, and I don't think we're going to know until people have a lot of data because they're not going to outright say balance is this. We're just going to have to take a lot of trial and error of people collecting their starting hands and seeing what their deck looks like. There's going to be no way to know right away. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the best way to test it, I guess, would be to do 15-5 splits each of the three ways and do, like, draw several hands with each one and see what it comes out to. So, because it, they could very well, like, weight the different things differently as well based on what type of card they are. So we never know exactly what they're going to do. I agree with you that they're most likely not going to tell us because that would kind of negate the whole point. Um, I think they specifically want to make it so that you can't use balance to get exactly the hand that you want. And so they're really unlikely to tell us, and it's also probably going to be a bit of a variance thing where it's going to be, you know, within some sort of range where you could get either two or three of this type of card or something like that. Maybe it's a good idea to try it on casual, or if you're king of games right and you don't care about losing, just just do it there. Um, it would be crazy if they, if they balance it by uh, rarity. <laughs> that would be. I mean, there's already the, um, again, the conspiracy theory, I guess, that they do do that, where they make it so that um, the rarer cards show up more frequently, just so, oh. I guess, so that you feel better and, and want to get more of those cards, I guess. I'm not sure, but... We will maybe see, I guess, if we can figure this out. Yep. Alright, so now that we talked about what the changes are, what does it all mean? So there's one thing that I totally forgot to raise with you before we started recording. But I was curious as to the limits and semi-limits. They're a little bit Mm -hmm. weird in this game, where, as far as I understand it, if it's limited to one, that means you can only run one card that is in that pool of limited to one, right? So you can either run Champion's Vigilance or Machine Angel Ritual. Like if you want to combine them in the deck? Right, obviously no deck uh, exists for those two, but just because that's the, the ones that are in front of us now. If you wanted to combine them, could you do so? I think so. Okay. It should be it should be right. It's just it's just one of that copy. It doesn't. It, you could cross it. I think. See, that's what I, I. That's what I would have assumed because that's what you know, like, is the easy to understand version. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's a little bit trickier. I think it's like you're only allowed, and it might be the semi-limited. Or the limited. I'm not exactly sure how the how they work in this game, but I I don't think that it's as straightforward as that, where you get to run one of each of these and two of each of those. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think you need experience from the TCG to know exactly what goes on. If you played like in an official tournament where they say these cards are semi-limited, and you would know how to build your deck because they had a lot more limits back then with right, the paper yeah. version. Yeah. If you know how bans and restrictions <laughs> work, uh, let us know. Yeah, we have no idea. But um, it's hard to predict, you know, like what's actually going to happen. Uh, and we got, you know, we're getting new cards. We're getting new uh, bones cards. They are going into the meta, actually. It's very funny. Um, but who are the losers and the winners of these balance changes, from what you could tell? Okay, so I'll get into that in one sec. But I pulled up the uh, forbidden slash limited list changes okay, so yeah. we get it out there. And it reads, limited, and then in parentheses, only one card from the limited list can be included in your deck. Wow. And then semi-limited, only two cards from the semi-limited list can be included in your deck. So... The way that I'm reading that is that within the entire limited list, you can only run one of those, and then within the entire semi-limited list, you can only run two of those, and I guess the lists don't overlap, because you can have one of the limited and also two of the semi-limited, Right. is how I'm reading it, which is a little so the, bit of a weird yeah. way to do it. So the other card is Restructor Revolution, that's the only other limited card that's to one, so now we have... You can't combine Restructor Revolution with Champions Vigilance or Machine Angel Ritual. Right. And so uh, now that we can get into the predictions for the meta, one prediction is that the only deck that exists that is affected by those um, by the various limitations, um, or sorry, by both... Start over. By multiple limitations is the um, Balance Vanilla Red Eyes. It is right. destroyed because <clears throat> it has it's getting hit by the balance nerf, whatever change that is. Uh, we don't know how impactful that'll be, but very importantly, it is getting hit by the red eye spirit limitation and most importantly, the champion's vigilance limitation. Um, right. Basically, the whole point of that deck, the whole reason why you would run it um, competitively over the other red eyes builds, is so that you could run the three champions' vigilance. Right. Yeah. The uh, other reason is for budgetary reasons, but um, you're going to have to switch over to something else if you want a budget deck that can compete. Um, other losers include, uh, obviously, Cyber Angels, because it was directly targeted by, um, by the change to the Machine Angel Ritual, and also, to a lesser extent, to Balance, um, because a lot of people were using Balance as one of the skills for it. And um, any other deck that runs, uh, that is based around Champions Vigilance, there are also going to be a few losers just kind of based on those other decks um, falling out a, a little bit. The Amazonas Burn had a really good matchup against Cyber Angels. That was kind of the reason why it came to uh, fruition, as did Horus. So if Cyber Angels gets down, uh, those ones will as well. Um, we have here Ohama... Ojama King Cyberstein. Um, did I add that? Did you? What is, what, you, why is that you, there? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Must have been me being... Playing too much King of Games. Yeah, playing too much King of Games. Uh, not 100% sure why I thought that one would get weaker. Oh, I'm an idiot. I know why. Because of balance. Um, 
that deck, at least the version that I was running, uh, really liked to uh, capitalize on the balance skill because you had a you know 60% chance of starting with your Cyberstein and then you'd run a couple life gain things and um, so you would curate your list so that you would guarantee or 60% chance of starting out with the Cyberstein activation. So um, obviously they can't do that anymore. Going into it a little bit more um, for the red eyes. Like we said, the vanilla version is just dead. Um, the Red Eye Zombies version, though, is still kind of around. And you've played a little bit more of that than I have. So, what do you think about Red Eye Zombie and these changes? So, I think Spirit limiting to two is actually okay right now, just because um, there are other ways of getting Red Eye Zombie out. And right now, we do have the the most modern version does run two copies only of Red Eye Zombie, so it's less integral. You could run more Red Eye's Wyverns in the deck to act as the spirit. Um, and I think because of that, the tie that binds version is going to be more strong and more it's going to show up more than the beatdown version. Uh, either it's going to be fine on its own, or it might actually work with Gemini Zombie because you could use Ill Blood to bring back the zombies. And there are more tools now to help Illblood stay on the field, like Call of the Mummy, Swing of Memories, and Forbidden Chalice. So these are all ways of getting out Red Eye Zombie other than Spirit. Cool. And um, the major one, the major, I guess, meta deck that is changing that I'm more familiar with is the Cyber Angels. And as I mentioned at the top, I've been kind of experimenting with it a little bit post-change. Uh, it actually doesn't lose anything in terms of the raw number of ritual spells because you still have Sprite's Blessing, um, which allows you to ritual summon any light monster as long as you have the exact amount of stars. But what it does lose is the Machine Angel ritual ability to save your monsters, um, a lot of recycling ability because the Bikini can recycle either a ritual monster or machine angel ritual, but it can't recycle the other ritual spells. Um, it hurts you in the flexibility of not needing the exact stars that machine angel ritual will let you over um, ritual if you need to, which since a lot of them are either the same stars or kind of they add up pretty easily, it's not the hugest hit, but it is a uh, it does weaken the deck a little bit. And uh, finally, the Petite Angel value. The Petite Cyber Angel allows you to search out a ritual, or probably a Cyber Angel ritual monster, um, or a Machine Angel ritual, but it does not let you get those other ritual spells. So uh, it has the same issue with the recycling where you're severely limiting the targets. And so sometimes your second Petite Angel or maybe after you've already drawn one ritual and you want that second ritual, you won't be able to get it anymore. It's a little bit hard to tell which of those is the most impactful nerf. They're all kind of a little bit, um, I don't know, they're, they're slightly minute changes um, because frequently only one of those or even none of them will matter in any particular duel, but they all do make the deck a little bit weaker. I do think, though, that the deck is still very powerful. It has a lot of explosiveness. Uh, it can still get a lot of wins on the first turn. And I think if the amount of hate goes down for it, 
the deck might still be equally powerful. And it might even become more powerful if a small pocket of people are using it and other people switch to decks that, um, that it's really good against. For instance, uh, Tomb Barrel Dragon decks, right. which I think might be making a comeback. Um, because uh, do we want to go into the winners? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, uh, you, go ahead. All right. So the winners that we predict are Toon Barrel Dragon, Red Eye Zombies, Psychics, and anything that is countered right now by the new cards, or anything that's pushed by the new cards. So a lot of the control mechanisms we mentioned before. Um, it was a major complaint at the time when the cards were released that the GX cards didn't really do anything. Um, you know, a lot of people were excited about elemental heroes and stuff like that, but they never really saw play because uh, Cyber Angels took over everything. Um, there wasn't anything to really counter Cyber Angels, uh, and the other archetypes didn't really get a ton of support. Um, so we're, if we're not getting a ton of new cards, the meta might go back to the way it was before Cyber Angels came out. And um, they were the main deck that shut down the Toon Barrel Dragon uh, three-star demotion deck. Um, it was really strong before, and it pretty much disappeared. So that deck probably would come back if Cyber Angels see us play. Right. I think that is the major shift that is predicted. Um, Red-Eyed Zombies has also remained a really strong deck, and like you said, it's not as hurt by the nerf as right. some people might expect. And so it might just, in relative power, just stay kind of closer to the top. Uh, but Tomb Barrel Dragon and Psychics were two decks that were fairly prevalent prior to Cyber Angels coming out and then just kind of disappeared. Um, I played Tomb Barrel Dragon in that month before Cyber Angels, and it I, I know how it works, and it would just get wrecked by Cyber Angels because Dakini works around Tomb Kingdom, so you're devoting a lot of resources to getting out of Tomb Barrel Dragon, and you can't protect it in any of the ways that you'd normally protect stuff. And Dakini is even bigger than the um, than the Tomb Barrel Dragon, so that's an issue as well. It can just kind of attack into it, and um, eventually you might run out of cards or, or whatever other issue you might have. So there are... It was kind of like a direct counter, and so if the direct counter goes away, then the Tomb Barrel Dragon might be able to kind of come back as a really strong deck. And uh, Psychics, I think they were just kind of living on the edge too much, were taking too much damage right. to your life. And uh, Psychokinesis became kind of useless because of Machine Angel Ritual being in the graveyard. Yes, that, that was big too. Enough. So um, now that there's only one Machine Angel Ritual, they probably the angels aren't going to have it nearly as frequently. And also, they can only save their stuff once. So right. the psychics might be able to make a comeback. Yep. And anything you, um, you know, anything you think would come back, anything you would predict, just let us know, and we could discuss it further. Yeah, one thing that we didn't even predict, but it's already starting to make a comeback, is dinos. So yeah, yeah. So we're excited to see what these changes bring. Obviously, some people are torn about it. Um, I, I, I honestly, even though I complained a lot about Cyber Angels, I think it was a bit too soon, but maybe the numbers did show that it was way too good. Yeah, I think it is sooner than I would have liked, and probably sooner than they would have liked as well, but I think they had to do it because they have 
the Kaiba Cup coming up, and they wanted to give right. people time to practice. Um, well, actually, I'm not even sure if they'll have time to practice, right? Because when does the Kaiba Cup go live? Not sure. I guess I guess they just wanted to give people a heads up and let them know. Yeah. Because these nerfs aren't going live for a little while, which is interesting. Yeah, um, November 6th. Yeah. yeah, November 6th. So they were giving us like three weeks almost, two weeks, something. Um, plenty of time to get used to them. And I would say it, having played with them and talking to you about it, um, I do feel a lot better about the nerfs. I was initially a little bit, I thought they were a little bit ham-fisted, but they do appear to have done a, a good job of balancing it, um, making the top decks weaker but not like completely gone. That's the sign of a good nerf. Yeah. And the only things that I don't like about it are that it completely killed the uh, counterbalance red eyes, vanilla red eyes thing. Um, and that the fact that vanilla red eyes and um, cyber angels were the two best uh, free to play decks that the game has ever seen. And to weaken both of those at the same time kind of feels a little bit like an attack on free to play. And I don't think it is. I think that they're in, they're doing it because they felt that PvP was broken, and they're trying to get into the Kaiba Cup, which they're trying to make uh, like a legitimate PvP uh, grinding, I don't know, source. And so they don't want the Kaiba Cup to be marred by what they feel to be a broken meta. But it does, like, I don't know, it feels bad that free-to-play players are hurt in this way. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh... We have faith in Konami right now that um, things would work out the way it should, and free-to-play players would have other outlets to go to uh, for their decks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, been very impressed with how they're handling balancing and stuff. Um, like I said, even changes that appear to be maybe too much end up working out pretty well, as far as we can tell, for early testing. And just the whole fact that the game has been pretty well balanced for its entirety is just really impressive uh, considering the breakneck speed that they put stuff out so uh, I do think that they're going to be doing a good job balancing and making sure that everything's good going into the Kyber Cup yep we should hope so yep. alright that's going to be it for today thanks for listening uh, you could find us on the App Store Google Play Stitcher and others find the podcast and more at our website thedualassessment.wordpress.com Find our YouTube channel. We have a link right there. Uh, help support us if you like what we're doing. Patreon.com slash dual underscore assessment. Send us an email at the dual assessment at gmail.com. Or you could send us, uh, find us on Twitter, dual underscore assessment, me at Green Ranger HS, and Dectic at HS Dectic. That's right. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you guys next time.